Like we don't edit it, so it should be. I had to figure out what episode I'm gonna do my my announcer my um, <laughs> TV voice for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do it? Hello, this welcome one? to Tech File. Why don't you do it this week? Let's see how no, long I you can do even, it. No, I don't even got it. <laughs> I don't even got it in the bag. Is this the code switching episode? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, welcome America. Welcome to Technical File. What he said. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it's your boy. Cold it's your boy. You got to be like. Uh, it's your main man. <laughs> Hello, my name is Ken. <laughs> you know what? Let's just play that theme music because that's a that's a nice way to start right there. You gotta keep it going. I was gonna say, do your uh, lock on bus voice. Oh, I can't. <laughs> it's the same one. It's just I gotta wait for my. And turn they come on like, who is that? That can't be Camille. That's not uh, our Camille. Uh, Tim's not here this week. The intro's already off the rails because yeah. he's supposed to jump in at this point, but he's not feeling good. Ah! Let <laughs> <laughs> me try to do my best Tim impression. Get the, get his rolling. <clears throat> Scene. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Mr. Ass Ketchup, a.k.a. Mr. Give it to me. Dilly, dilly. Did you miss me? Not him stealing from Burnell Hill. Did you miss me? I like how this was supposed to be the code switch and we just went full. We did. We went the other way. I'm sorry. I am the Eric. <laughs> the, the Eric. <laughs> Only known as? The Eric J. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's harder than you think. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. I'm not doing this. I <laughs> hey, need you to bleep out my, my last name. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> now for all the women who love sports. <clears throat> and it's your pal. K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. Oh, but better known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. How are you guys? How, Welcome. How's it hanging? We missed you How guys. How do you do? What's up, pal? You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. We don't, we, okay, we, we don't play. We don't play. If you would be so kind as to subscribe, rate, review, like, all those different things that help the podcast grow, we would greatly appreciate it. On YouTube, subscribe, hit that notification button so that you get notified when we go live. Mm -hmm. Drop comments, drop likes. We are posting clips from various episodes as well. So if you want to, if you ever like, oh, man, that was a great conversation on TechVile this past week. Check our YouTube because we probably have that, that part of the conversation clipped for you to share. So check Absolutely. out the YouTube. And then on all of your favorite audio platforms uh, to listen to the podcast, make sure you rate and review if you haven't already. If you already have on one, do it on another one. You can do it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can do it on our Facebook. Mm -hmm. Just rate and review. Show us some love. Share the show. All that good stuff. And uh, make sure you catch me on Locked on Bucks as well as Carry the G and MKE on a weekly basis. Burr, 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 burr. I thought you were going to say something. 
Uh, no, I just realized that we're everyday freak and then Trump. So. That's how the pass going. You have to be watching the video version to understand. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> Turn on the notification. Yeah. Every you day never know what you're going to get. You don't. I mean, we started the episode off talking about code switching. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know too much more about that. But uh, game that needs a name. Y'all want to do that this week or pass and get right into the topics of the week? I'm always down to win. Mm. It don't matter to win. It is win. Thanksgiving next week. So I do just want to say we are bringing back the Tech File Thanksgiving draft. Oh, okay, bet. We out here. Next week. We out here. Tech Top 5. <laughs> Thanksgiving draft next week. my crown. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm no slouch when it comes to food. That draft be a different beast. It do, though. <laughs> Eric be winning. Unless Tim getting, you know, messed the board his, up for... Tim getting his mayonnaise bag. <laughs> <laughs> Start dropping <laughs> devil eggs in the second round. No, actually, it's when Tim, like, actually is coherent with his draft board that really throws me off because then you run out of good stuff to pick. <laughs> like, that's what be helping me because, like, he'll, that's you know... Fact. Jump that's out the window with deviled eggs, and then it's like, oh, I saw a Facebook post. It was like, oh fuck, what did it say? It was like, uh, I don't know what the devil be putting them. In the, I don't know what the devil be putting in them eggs, but they be busting. They be. Ah, that was funny. If y'all let us know what y'all first round draft pick would be in the Thanksgiving draft, what <laughs> on that table is worthy of the first overall draft pick? I am very curious to know what y'all would say as well. You know what? We we've been playing around with code switching. Let's just get into the the topics of the we game. out here. We've been playing around. That's our intro. <laughs> <laughs> Too deep for the intro. Too deep for the intro. NFL Week Ten is in the books. Let's just talk about something that we took in, we've taken from the last week of games. Tooken. Took it. That's my end. Like that's that Mississippi random. You exactly. know, putting stuff together. But no, uh, yeah. What's something I said out to you from the last week? Uh, Jordan loves arm strength. It's not necessarily this week. It feels like it's a culmination of the entire year, but it's like mm-hmm. maybe I'm just spoiled from having Brett Favre and then Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but it's like the zip cannon. It, it, it don't quite, it doesn't quite hit the same. Like he tries to jam stuff in the windows. And like I feel like that's where he gets in trouble with the interceptions. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessary that he doesn't have a strong arm, but I don't think his arm is as strong as he thinks it is. Okay. Like, whenever he airs it out, he puts too much air under the ball. Whenever he tries to jam it into a window, like, it doesn't get there quick enough. <laughs> so, yeah. it, you know, it gets disrupted. Um, I'm so, glad to have seen that he was overthrowing dudes this past week because yeah. he has been under-throwing a lot. Habitually. Of yeah, so it's, I'd rather him be like, hey, air that mug out. But the accuracy part ain't there. Although, I believe that the game on Sunday – was his best, like, deep ball accuracy game so far this season. They had a lot of explosive plays this week. Honestly, I would say, like, it's probably his best game of the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he looked good. Regardless of context, like, I think he was – he uh, he acquitted himself well. Um, I don't know what Pittsburgh's defense the ranking was before that game. Like, I, know, mm-hmm. I think they have a negative – They have a strong defense. front seven, but the secondary was weak. Okay. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep winning games that they get out gained, and I don't understand. It. <laughs> I think it comes down to coaching. Like I, at the end of the day, it's like gotta be. Yeah, it's like I Mike Tomlin's the goat, and the fact that the Packers for like the twentieth. Hey, 20th... Shout out to I am Water in the comments. You said, I want to say y'all been going hard and keep banging. Appreciate. Hey, that appreciate that. Gang, gang. Um, oh, I was gonna say like for like the twentieth straight season, the Packers have a mid as a uh, special teams unit. Mm-hmm. So they hired Rich to come in because he was a special teams yeah. like savant, mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's it still savant. sucks. 
I shouldn't say sucks. It was it was at some one point even mm-hmm. worse than what it is now. Yeah. There has been improvement, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we had Mason Crosby forever. So like that the that's, field that's goal has it, been yeah. pretty steady. Like, you know, he had one or the two years every right. once in a while. But it's just like consistently like the protection, mm-hmm. the coverage, mm-hmm. kick like the rookie kicked the ball out of bounds or damn near kicked it out of bounds another time. Like it's I don't, I, I don't expect yeah. perfection, but it's like it's year after year after year, it's the same thing where it's just like, over can and over can and special over. teams not lose us games? <laughs> like, that's that's the bar. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need it. Kayshawn? Kay, how do you uh, say his name? Nixon. Nixon, yeah. Kayshawn Nixon. Um, Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Like, I think he leads the league in kick return guards, but that's because he brings it out every fucking time. <laughs> it's like, bro, if you are five yards deep, like, I get it, you have big, big play potential, <laughs> but we don't need that. Like That man do, yeah, he ain't seen the kickoff return he don't like. <laughs> and it's like, half the time he don't make it out to the 25, I'm like, bro, just take the yardage. He's starting to get some longer. He's starting to, to get there. I feel like we're getting close to a, a touchdown yeah. soon. Which I don't even think is necessarily, I mean, like, it's his fault to bring it out because that's his decision, but I think that it's because, like, Yo, blocking ain't there. Like, yeah. if, if the blocking was better, then it's like, yeah, you're explosive, mm-hmm. and you can do all that stuff. But it's like, sometimes you play the field position game, please. <laughs> but yeah, no, like that was the thing that stood out to me. Is just like, especially on that, even the last play of the game, uh, where yeah. he threw the interception. Exactly. It's just like it was at it was uh, uh, it didn't even cross the goal no. line. The ball didn't. So <clears throat> I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But uh, again, like in our Packers conversation over the course of this year. Mm-hmm. I do feel like this was a positive upswing game. Um, like okay. we've had concerns about them regressing at various points throughout the year, and I feel like building off of last week's win, like I still think that this was a better performance. I agree. Question: Did you expect both of our teams to have identical records no. at this at this point of the season? I did not. No. Well, I think we got we played one more game than y'all, so we got another loss, but. I mean, I also expected Justin Fields to be playing all year, so that's why I expect y'all to be playing. Ain't that a boss? Yeah, he back Sunday. Let's go. Are he you excited about back? that? I am. I'm excited. Interesting. He been looking good in um in practice this week. Well, when know? he came back, huh? <laughs> you were there? No, I saw he's the footage. He's reports, you know. He, he tapping yeah. in. I seen the footage. Yeah, Green Bay is three and six, and Chicago is three, three and seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Woo, trash bros, yeah, the Packers trash. and the Bears. I am water said what bothers me is bum ass teams we used to own bragging about beating us now that we not old enough to get into the club. Hey. Hey, I feel like that's hey. against me. First of all, <laughs> what, that's a shot at me. I'll be damned. Hey, I will say this: the Green Bay Packers have. I don't want to say terrorize a lot of fan bases, but we have put a lot of bad taste in a lot of other teams' Dude. mouths where they thought like, "Hey, we got it this time." And uh, next thing you know, Aaron Rodgers pulls out a miraculous comeback or Brett Favre does something crazy, and it's a dub for the Green Bay Packers. And, I mean, this guy right here can attest to it. We've been doing Tech Files since 2017, and we have a whole episode where he wanted to avoid talking about Aaron Rodgers because he's like, I just, I just don't – I hate him. I don't, know what the, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I thought we had the game in the bag. These are facts. It didn't happen. Let's, let's Two quarterbacks I hate, Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning. Because <laughs> they both got in the way of the, of the Bears' glory. Absolutely. I understand. So, hey, let them get their the victory laps. in the way of the Bears' glory. <laughs> right, let man. them get their victory lap, I am water. It's going to come back around at some point. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. That's, that's a fact. I'm very excited to see the Packers next year. I will say that. that okay. I, if they continue to progress this year, progress, progress, progress. Same. <laughs> 
Same, same. Continue taking steps forward <laughs> in a positive Ascent. manner. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what these guys can look like next year because we know that Dobbs and Watson were the two receivers in particular everybody was excited about because we saw them last year. But mm-hmm. Wicks and Reed, mm-hmm. like those two dudes look like they might be legit. And Musgrave, if he can stop stumbling and bumbling all over the place, mm-hmm. he can be a threat down the scene when we're starting to see Love and him connect a little bit more too, which is Dope yeah. to see. So actually picked on picked on Watson in one of my fantasy. That's teams. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did it because y'all, y'all was hyping no, him I up. Understand. I understand. I was like, oh, well, I got an extra yeah. pin. Let me go ahead and pick him. I was gonna say like, I, hopefully this is just like a lost season for him, and like next mm-hmm. year's. I mean, like hopefully he gets better this year. But like I can chalk it up as just a lost season. Like we started talent last year. Mm-hmm. He kind of needs to re-establish chemistry with love yep. and. Like I, I'm like you said, like I'm hopeful ne- for next yeah. season mm-hmm. because like I see. you. The talent is there. They just need to be coached up. Hopefully, they have a new defensive coordinator. Please. Because, my God, Joe Barry. All right. Oh, we've got to do our warheads. Good old oh. Joe. My husband had got us all some warheads. The um, mayor. Yeah, the mayor. So, we're going we gonna to take these and see. I haven't had a warhead since my niece gave me one, like, mini Chris. Oh, this is, like, stuck to the wrapper. Yeah. Oh, this is, like, sour sour. This is extreme sour. So, we're going to try to podcast through it. Mine isn't coming off the... Okay. Y'all ready? Yeah. Why you sniff it? I had to smell it. Right. Hey, yo. <laughs> smell it. Ooh, yeah. I was mm. going to say something flagrant. We're going to talk about the... <laughs> Woo, Lord, the NFL playoff picture. Man, come on, man. This is no baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. Right here. <laughs> Why did I enjoy these as a kid? Do we really <laughs> ate these, bro? Jesus Christ. What is the point? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I got some water. I don't. <laughs> I ate fast fashion five, four. Woo! <laughs> I can't even talk. I, I'm sorry, y'all. All right. Yeah, them. This was a bad idea. <clears throat> I'm good on them, boss. Okay, let me try to keep it in one cheek. Hey. <laughs> 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 NFL playoff pictures, what I wanted to talk about here because there are some surprises. Mm-hmm. While this is making my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of surprises. I did this after my one thing. <laughs> I should have waited until it was Ken's turn. I got a talk, talk to during mine. <laughs> All right, the playoff picture. In the AFC, listen, it's a bloodbath in the AFC right now, and we thought coming into the season that it might be. Mm-hmm. And now looking at it, it's just like it's even it's even more contenders than I thought it would be in yeah. this conference. So right now the playoff picture, you got the Chiefs in the number one spot. They're winning the AFC West, and mm-hmm. in addition to that, they're winning their division by two and a half games at this moment. Every other division in the AFC is a one or a half game race. Mm. Like it is close, 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 close. So you got Chiefs at one, seven and two. The Ravens seven and three. The Jags are six and three. The Dolphins are six and three. And those are your four current division leaders. And then you have the Steelers at six and three, the Browns at six and three, and those Houston Texans at five and four, rounding out the wild card spots for the AFC. And listen, the Texans, I don't know if y'all been watching the Texans at all. No, I have. Because Strauss is I he's on, he's, on, he's on my fantasy team and he's been starting for the past two. That weeks. rookie is unbelievable. Yeah, they're already talking about not just rookie of the year, but he actual might, he's MVP. In the MVP yeah, in the MVP conversation. No, that was supposed to be my one thing this week. Who is like to y'all, it's still Patrick Mahomes right now. Mahomes, I would say. Right. But, oh, MVP, yeah, mm. Pat Mahomes. But CJ Stroud, he is like, 
he's he's up. really good. He like he does not look like a rookie at all. Like at all. Uh, he's what shells. What What's going on, fam? Listen. Houston Texans wide receivers have been a sleeper in FanDuel, but now the secret is out. Like, everybody's aware, like, oh. They, is, they, is Noah, is that one of the? Yes. Fam. I think it's Noah Brown. Yes. Shell said Miles Garrett for MVP. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Defense ain't going to get it, though. You all right? I switched the warhead from the one cheek to the other. <laughs> <laughs> and then that cheek was just sour. Uh. Just there. But we're good now. We're past the, the sour phase mm. of it all. Now it's just nasty candy. Yep. Wish I could spit this out, to be completely honest with you. Warheads are not good candy. No, not uh, at all. That's what we should have. We should have done a, a ranking of just candies. Candies. For it's Halloween. Warhead is a yuck. That's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> warheads are not in my top five. Not in my top ten, I can tell you that. But no, shout out to the, I just want to say, shout out to the Houston Texans. Like, Yeah, definitely shout out. If y'all haven't been watching them, fun that's an exciting young football yeah, team on both sides team. of the ball. In the NFC, the playoff pitcher. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFC's pitcher just isn't as exciting no. as the AFC. I should say who's in the hunt in the AFC before I move on. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that the Texans are 5-4 and four in that last wild card spot, and that's in part because of their victory this past Sunday over the Bengals, mm-hmm. and they moved the Bengals out of wild card contention. So now the Bengals are right now in that in the hunt race with a 5-4 and four record, same as Houston. Mm-hmm. You have the Colts at 5-5, five and five, Buffalo at 5-5. Five and five. The Bills is the one that's like, Yo, they lost to Denver too. They just look so out of sorts right now. Fired their offensive coordinator. Yep. Yeah, they just fired him. Y'all saw uh, Stephon Diggs' brother. Yeah, saying out, like, get him out of get there. Fourteen out of there, and before the season, they started. haven't done nothing. Like he's on another one on my fantasy. He is like, I think he only has like um, maybe like four touchdowns this season, five. But he's not even getting the targets though. Like they're not even like throwing him the ball. Like he's not the top one of the top receivers in the league right now. What's crazy that I think about now is before the season started, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith who had came out Mm -hmm. and mentioned the fact that apparently Stephon Diggs had some type of problem with Buffalo and Mm -hmm. he was thinking their window had closed and Mm -hmm. he, you know, and he came out like, hey, I didn't say none of that. I believe in my quarterback. Yeah. And then now this week his brother's tweeting, get 14 out of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, the week before he came back, a report came out saying, Oh, they expect him to play on Sunday. You're like, that's news to me. I ain't right. Well, check the sources. And they ain't played on Sunday. It's like, these niggas be lying. Uh, also, sorry, Ken, I got a Tim statue. Uh, oh, where the bell? Stephon Diggs leads the league in receptions. Oh, he do? Well, he's tied with Keenan Allen. He ain't been like that for the past few weeks, though. I know that. It hasn't been, but he does lead the league mm-hmm. in 73 receptions. I know the past, like, four or five, we only got two touchdowns. I know that. <laughs> and he's fifth in yards. Yeah. It has seven touchdowns, which is ain't what I need. second. I need more. So, yeah, that's Tim Sass all around. <laughs> like, that's actually three. I need more. I mean, the last few games, it's been sad. I see what you're saying. He had a very hot start to the season. Mm-hmm. He had 102 yards and a touchdown. Poop. Then he had 66 yards. Then he had 111 yards. And then he popped real big in that Miami game. He had 120 yards and three touchdowns. So, that's almost half of the touchdown yeah, production was in one that game. one game. And then he had 121 yards and a touchdown, 100 yards, no touchdowns. And then after that, things have declined a little bit. 58 yards, a touchdown, 70 yards, no touchdown, 86 yards, a tutty, and then 34 yards, no touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know. So what, what do what do we feel like the real issue is? Is it quarterback play? Is it coaching? Or is it that they held this team on too long and they need to just kind of defer 
and figure something else out. I just I remember before the season, I said, I don't know about Buffalo, and y'all looked at me like I was mm-hmm. crazy. So. Yeah. I was I, I was all in on Buffalo. Like, I had Josh Allen as MVP this season. And, like, he's Jay Cutler out here. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the problem. Josh Allen has 11 interceptions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's slinging it. But he'll have he'll have a game where he had like four touchdowns and like four interceptions. And then too, I mean, Buffalo has been hurt, and I know a lot, every team is dealing with injuries, but mm-hmm. Buffalo seems like they're always dealing with significant injuries. And mm-hmm. Josh Allen taking care of the ball, it just doesn't look good right now in Buffalo. And they're right now they're tenth in the AFC. A lot of season left. Yeah. Right below them at five and five, the same record is the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. And then you have the Chargers, Chargers, Jets, and Broncos now at four and five. Like, it's all just so close in <laughs> the AFC crazy. right now. So any AFC games that's going to be going on, pretty much tune in to them because it's going to have big impacts on the standings. And then in the – oh, go ahead. Sorry, one last thing about the Bills. So it does feel kind of like a scapegoaty type of move to fire the offense coordinator at this yeah, point. Yeah, somebody Which, to go. again, like, you don't know what's going on internally. You don't know who's mm-hmm. calling what and what type of relationships people have. Mm-hmm. But through week 10, just according to me and the Kimes, the Bills' offense is third in DVOA, first in success rate, third in e, uh, EPA per play. I don't know what that is. Fourth in QBR, third in yards per play, second in third down conversion percentage, and third in red zone efficiency. So, like, mm. well, he's I don't know if you can say that the offense is a problem. Yeah, so he's the scapegoat. It might not be a solution, but it's not It's not the problem. So, like, to fire your offensive coordinator after that yeah. type of performance is kind of like what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Besides him, like him to physically like go out there. It's not like he's the one out there calling the Josh Allen throw interception play. Yeah, <laughs> these are facts. So, hey, the NFC playoff picture: you got Philly, that one spot, eight and one. The Lions, seven and two. The seven. Yeah. <laughs> not with the Raiders, boys. The 49ers at six and three. The Saints at five and five, and that's your four division leaders right now. And then in the wild card slot, you got the Seahawks six and three, the Cowboys six and three, and mm-hmm. the Vikings six and four. Can I just say one thing about how irritating and frustrating like the media coverage is on the 49ers? One week Brock Brock Purdy is elite. The next week, oh he's trash. He's 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 horrible. Then they win next week. Oh, Brock Purdy does exactly what he's supposed to do. I'm like, fam, which is it? <laughs> Like don't crown my man. don't crown that man one week and then he have a bad game. Like what you expect from this man, fam? The NFL is the ultimate uh, small sample size theater. Yeah. Cause like, like it's, it's so irritating. Game, Seventeen games at this point. It is so irritating. Dwayne said the man curse came back for Allen. That's what it seemed like. Oh, oh yeah, That's I forgot he was on the cover. Hmm. Called that man Peyton Hillis. <laughs> Damn. I was so happy when Peyton Hillis got that cover and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, thank God it's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Did he ever get a cover? Who, Aaron? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so, because every yeah. year that it was like a vote to get it, I used to always vote against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so I was not trying to have that Madden curse. I wasn't even trying to play around with it in Green Bay. <laughs> I know Favre had one, because that was the year he got traded. Oh, yeah, because they photoshopped the jersey. The right? different jersey. You could print out the new sleeve with him in his new jersey. I said, I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> I'm going to keep this outdated cover. But in the hunt, in the NFC, you got Tampa Bay at 4-5, and five, the hmm. Washington football team, as well as the Atlanta Falcons at 4-6. and six. Technically, the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> the Rams at 3-6. and six. Mm, I'm not sure if I would count the, the Bears, but I'll give y'all some Say love. 3-7. Hey. There you go. We in the hunt, baby. 
<laughs> NFC South stinks. <laughs> yes, it does. Because like I follow a couple of Saints fans, and like they've done nothing but complain about that team all year, and they're in first place in that division. <laughs> Look what else is in that division. I Mike. know that's, that's my point. <laughs> I thought honestly that Atlanta would win that division, but yeah, I mean they still could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of time. Can. We have a lot of time. But yeah, that's all I wanted to point out. I just wanted to point out how the NFL playoff picture was currently shaping up after that shocking Bills loss to the Broncos <laughs> that. They should have won, but then they had 12 men on the field, and they got to redo with the last second game-winning field goal. So. You ain't got to do the job, but can I just blow the whistle on? Like, DeMar Hamlin jokes are not funny. People still doing those? Yeah, they, was, they have picked up. Yeah. Really? Oh, I guess. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. I'm not even going to dignify it like, yeah. by repeating it, but, like, they're not funny. Shells in the comments, go, Pat, go. Hey, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. There's a chance. Ken? Um, yeah, so mine was – um. The broadcast of um, Amazon Prime. The Bears have been on Amazon Prime, I think, twice this season so far. So, like, not saying, like, I've been forced, but I've actually been actually watching it. And I was very – it's very entertaining. Like, like how they break – like, they use, like, this this um, new-gen, like, technology oh, and stuff went, like that. when they that. be showing the routes and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. I love Like, it is that. super – I was like, dog, it's – like, the game wasn't that entertaining, but watching it to see – all of this stuff and see how they break things down and then how they predict the next play yep. and stuff like that. Like the, the, the telecast is super dope. So if you haven't like checked it out, definitely check it out. It's different. Um, the technology that they're using, like the camera angles and everything like that, but the production is really dope. I co-signed that. Yeah, it's super dope. I co-signed that. Dwayne said the Bears need to play hey, chill every out, Thursday, apparently. <laughs> hey, if it's going, if it's going to make us get a dub, then Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. If you with it. Okay. NBA. Listen, y'all, I just want to say that I had such a fun thing planned for this week in my NBA one thing. I was very much looking forward to ranking some more in-season tournament courts. Man, those are fun and bright and vibrant. (laughs) But then Buck's Twitter got you, girl. And it's just been a flame all day. I saw Eric tweet earlier in the day that man, this discourse on Twitter is going to get old quick. I might need to take a day off. And I said, what's he talking about? And I got off Twitter. I didn't continue to look. Went about my day. I had to work. Went about my day. Came back. So let me catch up on, on the day on Bucks Twitter. Oh, it's crazy on Bucks Twitter right now. It's And here's why. An article came out calling for Adrian Griffin to be fired. <laughs> wow. Ten oh, games oh, in. Jesus Christ. Said, hey, this man should be fired. It feels racist. That's what some a certain subset, and I ain't even read it. It just feels that like come on, fam. A certain subset of Bucks Twitter feels just like that. <laughs> and there's another subset that's pretty much like, no, he needs to go. Jesus Christ! But the most voices I saw were actually kind of logical in the middle, and I was very thankful to see it. There's a lot of people saying it's ten games, y'all. Let's let's give it a little bit more time. Yeah, if y'all doing that, y'all talking about oh the Dame trade was bad, and if y'all you know how you how y'all overreacting at this point. And I saw Eric also had a thread about a podcast he listened to or something about another team that knew it was time to fire their coach pretty early on. Yeah, you want me to? Go ahead. Okay, so back in 2021, I went back and looked for it and found it and listened to it again just to make sure that I wasn't misremembering things. Mm-hmm. So in 2021, Amin L. Hassan used to be on ESPN, formerly worked in the front office with most notably the Suns. Okay. He went on Roger Bell's podcast. 
they were telling a bunch of stories about their shared time with the Suns. Mm-hmm. Like this was when the Suns were good. Well, a means time spanned from when the Suns were good to after Steve Nash, essentially. Okay. Um, and if you remember, Mike D'Antoni left, went to New York. Mm-hmm. They hired Terry Porter yeah. as his replacement. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Terry Porter, when he got the job, because the mean was in there with the interviews, he's like, when he got the job, he said, hey, I'm coming in to kind of tweak the defense. I'm not going to touch mm-hmm. the offense. Offense is going to be cool. Y'all y'all got it. Y'all perfect. I don't need to do anything. I'm going to just come in and help y'all with the defense. Cause that's, my, that's my specialty, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He said they went to a coach's retreat in August. The whole first day, all Terry Porter talked about was offense. Yeah. To the point where Steve Na- Steve Kerr, who was the general manager at the time, was like, "Hey, we ever gonna get the offense? I mean, we ever gonna get the defense?" They're like, okay, they, the brain trust was like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe he just wants to like get this on our radar, so that when we, when it comes time to kind of implement in some of the stuff that he wants to run, mm-hmm. we're aware." Yeah. First day of training camp comes. Mm-hmm. All they talking about offense. <laughs> he said they brought in Dick Bennett, who used to coach Wisconsin, yeah. mm-hmm. coach Terry Porter at Stout or Whitewater or wherever he went. First thing he showed was Roger them on a fast break, <laughs> Roger Bell pulling up for a three pointer. He's like, it went in, but that's a bad shot for us. Again, this is our seven seconds or less sons. <laughs> And, and he's like, saying. and you saying that this is a bad shot, and he wanted to implement some triangle stuff and run some, just some backwards as not at all progressive mm-hmm. offense. Again, seven seconds or less, sons who don't have a problem with offense whatsoever. Yeah. So like, Roger Bell was like, I was out that day. He's like, I knew this motherfucker didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> like to the point where he was disruptive in practice, which obviously was bad. But yeah. <laughs> like. Because he, him and Boris Diaw were so disruptive, they wound up trading them mid-season. Then, like, a month later, they fired Terry Porter because, like, the conclusion that they came to was the same thing that Roger Bell said from the beginning, which was he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's changing stuff that doesn't need to be changed. He's bad for the coach. Like, it was a whole, it was a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, my thing was always – and I've had, like, that stuck in the back of my mind where it's like I don't know if – Adrian Griffin is a good or a bad coach, and it's not about that. It's like, is he the right coach for this team at this moment? Because mm-hmm. at this moment, the Bucks don't have time to waste, really. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. like a let them grow into the job type yeah. situation. This is a we have, like, a two- to three-year window mm-hmm. in which to win a championship. Yeah. So if he can't adapt to, you know, like because, like, I'm always thinking about he's been waiting 15, 20 years. For 14 his, interviews. 14 interviews. He's been waiting a long time. To have a head coaching job. So he's been thinking a long time, like, when I get my own team, mm-hmm. we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. So mm-hmm. for him, he's like, hey, I got my chance. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's outside the context of this roster, this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was taking over, like, if him and E-May switched, and he was taking yeah. over the Rockets, and, like, they had all the money to burn in the offseason, he could bring in the players that need to. You could slow roll to, a little bit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can then go out and get, like, Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks because, yeah. like, you can get people that specifically fit what you want to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas with the Bucks, you kind of locked into a roster that was yeah, built to got. play blood ball. Yeah. So. Because they couldn't make that many changes this summer as it was. No. And the biggest one that they made actually was even further detrimental to the vision that I'm assuming he had coming in. So it's like, I don't think that you have to keep doubling down, like, oh, we made this thing. It's like, if you know that this is wrong, Cut bait, move on, go in a mm-hmm. different direction. The only thing is, 
I don't know if they have anything to pivot to. So it's kind of like you got to see it out at least through. Got to see it out, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> at least, was, like, if you still had Terry Styles on the on the bench. Yeah, like, then it's easier to make that hey, decision. Hey, there's somebody. Joe Prunty, we've already we've seen, seen that movie. That, been there, we, that. we don't need to do that again. No more energy and effort part uh, two. Uh, 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 uh. So, again, like, I don't, I hate calling for people's jobs, especially black coaches. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not doing that. Joe Barry, you're an exception. Get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> oh, he's but, I know he's black. He's not. No, he's not. I'm saying, oh, like, okay. that's the only coach that I'm calling oh, okay. for. Oh, okay. Like, like, bro, you, no. Um, <laughs> but, like, if, you, if the brain trust knows, uh, we kind of fucked this up. And, mm-hmm. Like, don't just keep, like, trying to save face. Like, if, it, if that's the movie you got to make, that's the movie you got to make. Yeah. All that being said, it has been 10 games. <laughs> um, and Ime Yudoka, <laughs> bringing you. him back into it, the Celtics were, like, below 500 well into the season his first year. I remember an article came out back half of that year kind of saying he had to learn to find his voice. Like, he knew what he wanted to do, but he was, mm-hmm. he was too busy, like, trying to walk on eggshells and try to placate, like, the different things going on in that locker room. And at one point, he was just like, I know what I'm about. Did we get knocked off? Oh, okay, I see. Uh, I know what I'm about, and like he he had like a whole Portland mm-hmm. coaching staff, like people. Sorry, people from Portland that he grew up with that he knew very well, and they're like, "Bro, mm-hmm. you're not being yourself. Like, be right. yourself. You got this job because like stop having imposter syndrome. You got this job because you're qualified for it. Like, actually go coach. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, like he changed like some of the stuff that they were doing. He was a lot more of a hard ass. Mm-hmm. They started winning. So like maybe it's just a situation where Adrian Griffin got this monumental trade, like dropped in his lap at the mm-hmm. last minute. Yep. Changes things. It cha- you know, it changes things. He's still trying to feel his way out. He hasn't found his voice yet. He's not exactly sure what he's doing. That's fine. Like I, I, I'm of the mind, like, Hey, give him a little bit of time, but I'm also like, Maybe there is, you know, if it is that this was the wrong hire, like it's better to, to correct that mistake mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. Yeah. So where I come in on it is, one, it's been 10 games. Mm-hmm. And ahead of the season starting, I said, hiring Adrian Griffin, that's a tough gig for a first-time head coach to walk into because you're walking into a team with championship expectations. Mm-hmm. And when you're walking into a team with championship expectations, people expect things to look a certain way, to mm-hmm. go a certain way, to be a certain way. And through 10 games in this season, the Bucks haven't looked the way that anybody would have thought that they would with the amount of talent that they have on this roster. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons for it, right? One, Eric gave the example before about uh, the situation in Phoenix, where it's like, I'm not going to change too much. I just want to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we heard Griff say when he came in about Bud's system. And instead of tweaking things, he completely scrapped. Yeah, he just he just did that. He just completely scrapped the whole drop concept, although the roster is built around that. We saw in the draft him drafting somebody like Andre Jackson Jr. Like, okay, you must want to play a different way because this is the type of guy who Bud would not have drafted, right? So you see the kind of guy that he wants on his team, and then you see the actual roster, and mm-hmm. he's trying to fit that roster's personnel into a scheme that he has thought of. And it does not fit. This is an aging roster that should be playing drop coverage, especially with Brooke out there. Now, you might be able to find different combinations where you can change up that scheme. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that is, I don't feel like the Bucks have identified what their key defensive theme is at this point. And that's one thing they have to do. But there was an article that came out with the Journal Sentinel with quotes from post game after the Bulls win. And people were on Adrian Griffin's neck because he's sitting there. He came in here and he's like, yo. 
uh, I applaud this team. You know, they've been going through a lot behind closed doors. It feels like there's kind of like a dark cloud over us at times. And Andre Jackson Jr. comes in the game, and he gives us so much energy, and we need that because, like I said, dark cloud over us. And, you know, guys are going through things, and they, they, they have to deal with minute restrictions and being in and out the lineup like Dame has been. And he's like, it's just so many moving pieces. He's like, and these guys don't complain. They just come to work, and they're trying to get better, and I appreciate that. Like, we're winning games, and when we win a game, we're not winning by enough, and it's a lot of pre- – like, so all of his comments, there were people saying, these are red flags. And then Giannis came out saying, like, I've been in the league for 11 years, so if there are things I can take off of his shoulder or help manage, I'm going to do that. And then he said, well, not just me, the whole team. But we know it's Giannis's team. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with a superstar being like, hey, I've been in Milwaukee for 11 years. This is my team. Like, if I can help take that pressure off of you, then I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's an adjustment period for Griffin because it's a different level of scrutiny, a different situation, yeah. a different roster than what he thought that he was going to have. Because as we've mentioned, having Drew Holiday is a bit different than having Damian Lillard mm-hmm. at your point of attack, especially if you want to have your team be known for a turnover-inducing defense. Mm-hmm. It changes things. So now is a time where Griffin is trying to figure out the best scheme for this particular personnel Unfortunately, Jay Crowder has gotten hurt, who has been one of the Bucks' most steady players off the bench, steady players, period, mm-hmm. I will say. But within that, I think that there is a silver lining with that Jay Crowder in, uh, injury. And I'm not saying that because I want Jay to get injured. I know I'm Marquette down. Me and Jay had a class together. He don't remember that, but I remember that. <laughs> he was cool as a mug, too. Uh, but it opens the door for some of these younger guys, at, like Andre Jackson Jr., like mm-hmm. Marjan, to get even more playing time. And those are the type of players that Griff needs. And we just kind of need, I think, to continue filling out which personnel works best. And from the outside looking in, I'm kind of like, dog, why are we still starting Malik Beasley? Like, that's a clear one. Like, let's just switch him out. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, this could be a situation as well where Griff is giving all the bets first shot. Like, hey. You've already earned your stripes in this league. You're going to get first shot at trying to see if you can actually do what I can do. And I'm going to continue giving these young guys some minutes and seeing how they do in these limited minutes. And what I think is going to continue to happen is that these young guys are going to continue to show up <laughs> and, and make their case like, hey, need a few more of the minutes, boss. Mm-hmm. Need a few more minutes of them, boss. And some of the vets that we are seeing, they're going to see those minutes start declining. And at some point, we're going to find the right combination. Mm-hmm. All of that said, we got to keep in mind, too, Giannis really just started looking like Giannis about three games ago or so. Mm-hmm. Dame is still trying to find himself. And people are oh, talking boy. about all this stuff. Like, it's clearly bad tension in the locker room. I'm like, all these dudes have personal lives. Yeah. And what Dame has been going through in his personal life has yeah. been in the media. I don't need to continue to repeat what that man is going through in his personal life. Yeah, exactly. He's going through some things that anybody in any job could be affected by. Mm-hmm. You got that going on. And then the whole fact that he doesn't generally work out over the summer. So he generally starts the season slow because he uses the season to kind of work himself back into shape. You can look at his numbers from November last over the year. last few years. Like, they are not great. Yeah. And then by December, January, he's looking more like Dane. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. And I said, too, his game returned against the Bulls where it's like he went 3-17, of I believe, from the field uh, on Monday. And I said, hey. Him missing two games probably didn't help because he was already trying to play himself into shape. Now you got another pause. Now you got to continue trying to play himself back into shape. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton is still on a minutes restriction. And when you get, uh, I believe it's when you have Dane, Chris, and Giannis in the same game, I believe their record is 5-1 and one right now. So, like, 
there's an outline, and you can see the outline. You have a group of guys who have been playing a drop system, and you've seen them getting beat a lot on defense when they get into scramble situations because guys aren't used to having to rotate in that way. It was a play against the Bulls where Marjan was telling somebody, you take corner, and they did not take corner. So Marjan just took it, and then no one else rotated <laughs> around him. And you're just kind of like, well, yeah, of course we gave him an open three because the defense isn't on the string. So, mm-hmm. like, all that being said, and I said a lot, <laughs> but I'm trying to paint the full picture of what's going on with the Bucks. Like, it's not just one thing. It's them trying to figure things out, get chemistry, trying to – it's a lot that they're figuring out. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's a championship window. They don't have that much time. But – they going to have to make the time this season at the very least. This is the head coach that Giannis wanted. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. Does that change? Like when we said, like, a coach isn't a fit. But when it's when it's a coach that the players actually want it or that your superstar wanted, doesn't that kind of change the dynamic a little bit? got to see it out, my boy. Mm-hmm. At least for this year. you got to see it out. Hmm. Mm. Like, I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and I agree to an extent because it's like you can risk further losing the locker room if, like, you get rid of the guy that they like. Like, it's too, much, it's too many like, changes it's not, too quick. Not, like, we mm-hmm. can't do that. Like, 10 games in, like, no, you can't fire, <laughs> you can't yeah, fire yeah, a coach yeah. in 10 games. Like, it's not – he hasn't had his full complement of players. He hasn't had enough time for it to kind of gel, um, which kind of will get to my point um, a little bit later. Um, we can actually segue right into yours when you finish your point. Yeah. The one last thing I was going to say is that – if you recall, like midway through last year, the Bucks kind of went through a little bit of a swoon. Like they started off nine zero, and then mm-hmm. after that, it kind of mm-hmm. got a little dicey. And like I think it was Bill Simmons, and I think somebody else in the national media was like, oh, "I'm hearing rumblings out of Milwaukee, like things aren't great." And then they went on like a twenty something game. How was it? Was like it was a, a winning streak in the teens, and then you didn't hear that anymore. It's like <laughs> these are competitive people. Mm-hmm. Like I would imagine that the locker room isn't great when they're losing or right. when yeah. they're not playing That's up to what they know is their standard. So, like, I'm not going to be concerned about a dark cloud when it's like, huh. yeah, they're not playing well. That's, right. that, that's yeah. the dark cloud. Like like you said, like, they're not – even the games that they're winning, they aren't winning by a margin that you would think. Like, they beat the Pistons by, what, like, two or three, something Somewhere. like that. They beat the Bulls by less than ten, which – um, they lost a big lead to Pacers. Like, the games that they've won, they've kind of eked out. The games that they've lost, they've gotten blown out. So, like, mm-hmm. they haven't really played a really a good game all Beginning season. to finish yet. Um, like, Dane bailed them out a couple of times. Giannis has tried to carry them, like, the last three. But, mm-hmm. Man. Just, it, you know, things aren't gelling. But, it, again, it's, it's a lot of change. It's a lot of new pieces. Um, they had, again, like they didn't have the summer to kind of try to work these things out right. and like, pick up or to think through like, oh, okay, like, well, we got this, we got this, we got this. Like, how are we going to mail this together? Like, my one thing was the Clippers and really just NBA recruiting trades in general. <laughs> um, have the Clippers won since they got hard? They have not. No. I didn't think so. They lost their first four. I don't know if they played tonight or not. Cheeks. Um, <laughs> That's what they play but, like. Like, <laughs> when, I, when I identified this one thing, I kind of had a different angle, which was they played it. Oh, yeah, they, that's ooh. another loss. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I think. No, no. Uh, that's a hell. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not. But uh, when I when I identified this one thing, I was like, "How is it that James Harden has pushed for this trade to the Clippers? 
the Clipper stars presumably have signed off on them yeah. chasing James Harden. Mm-hmm. Like they had to have had conversations. I would think that this whole summer was get working towards like, hey, we're gonna have James at some point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least in the back of your mind, like you started thinking about it. So like, how is it that when these trades come about, like there's always still like the shit don't earl, and it's like, how are you coming in not, <laughs> you know, like the Lakers when they traded for Westbrook? It's like. Mm-hmm. It sound good. What did y'all no, think? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. But it's, uh, I always give teams the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, when you're trying to bring a bunch of stars together, it's like, well, they've thought about it clearly. Like, if they want to trade for yeah. it, like, they know what they're doing. They know what they want to do and how it's going to look. Mm-hmm. And then the Lakers thing goes how you would expect it to look. <laughs> and it's like, what did y'all think was going to happen? <laughs> and not y'all like the fan yeah, base, yeah, but yeah. like y'all like the players, the people that yeah. signed up for, oh, uh, yeah, like, like LeBron and AD apparently I like I really don't pull know rank were and we're like yo bring in Westbrook. It's like forget that DeRozan trade. Let's get Brooke Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't make sense in my head, fam. I'm sorry. I know Dog, it's a, it's a sore subject for you. We had it in the bag, fam. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was. It's but cool. again, like that's where I'm like, if it's a player empowerment era that we're in, and the players are really calling their own shots and putting mm-hmm. together their own teams, it's like, do y'all not? Think through like what that's gonna look like when, mm-hmm. when Harden and Kawhi both need the ball to be effective, and neither one of them really does anything off the ball aside just stand there. It's like yeah, especially one Harden. of y'all got to kind of hard be in the way. <laughs> one of y'all kind of got to take the initiative and be like, okay, I'm gonna sacrifice for the good team. Like mm-hmm. you've seen big threes come together, and the third guy always takes a back seat. Yeah, like maybe in their ego, like, they're mm-hmm. like, well, it ain't going to be me. And, like, you kind of got to work through that organically. But, it's again, it's just like, what did y'all think was going to happen? Again, that was my thought process initially. Mm-hmm. But then the more I thought about it, it's like, look at the teams, the surprise teams at the top of the league so far this year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Shell's comment said, I mean, yeah. DeMar cool, but Westbrook, though. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, fam. <laughs> but the more I thought about it, I looked at the teams that that are like surprising at the top of the league so far: Timberwolves, mm-hmm. Mavs, and it's like they made their big moves last year. It didn't seem to work at first, and they needed the, and they needed the time. time to kind of gel together yeah. and figure Minnesota. it out. Minnesota has the top defense in the league. Go Bears looking motivated this season. And like, if, monster. like if anyone, if any big was going to be traded out of Minnesota, it's not going to be Go no. Bear. It's going to be Cat, which is crazy. Um, but, but, like, Cat Kyrie wanna, and Luka look Cat better shoot three, this so. year so far yeah. than they ever did at any point last yeah. year. So, yeah. like, you can ha- come in with the best intentions, Giannis and Dame. Mm-hmm. You can think about, like, how it's going to look when it's envisioned. But then, like, you get out on the court, it's like... You got to play through it. Actually, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not necessarily comfortable. I've never done this before. Right. I've never mm-hmm. played with a guy like this before. I've never done this before. So, it's like... We got to start having a little bit more grace for some of these moves or, like, don't yeah. expect, like, instant Absolutely. results everywhere, especially when it's two guys that are used to having their own team. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Or, like, in James Harden's case, like, yeah. it's been, what, f- three years since he left Houston? But, like, he still has never gotten comfortable playing with somebody Man, else. Yeah. That feels like it was a lot longer than that. Because it's it been so 20, much. There's so many teams yeah. since then. Yeah. You know, with, with James Harden, one of the filthiest things I've seen him do is that this man was dribbling at the three, right? He stepped back, wiped his, his shoes, shoes, fam. <laughs> Did the step back air. I was like, fuck, that's filthy work and right there, fam. Airballed. I was like, Jesus Didn't Christ. Didn't he miss another shot off the rebound? Yep. yep. Yeah. 
I was like, fam, out there looking. What made me laugh is in 2K this year, they added in where you can do, like, dribble emotes. So if mm. you're dribbling the ball, you can hit down on the uh, D-pad, and you'll do some type, whatever you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And I literally looked at James Harden and said, oh, he doing a uh, dribble <laughs> emote. <laughs> I said, you Playing better, 2K. Like, you, you better you cook. Better cook and he did not. Question. Do they have LeBron's? Look down. No. Hey, he, he be cashing that mug, though. I've noticed. He be cashing that. Giannis does that, too, but when he on the three-point. And it, I was like, I know you love LeBron, fam. <laughs> fam, keep that. He be dribbling and he look down. I'm like, no, no, cash. no. <laughs> Don't cash you do it. the LeBron. <laughs> no. Like, I wonder if in their head they think it's like, oh, I'm make it look like I'm about to, you know, drive. Do something else here. But it really is just like one. LeBron stare. <laughs> he stare at the ball until he shoot it, fam. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'm like, hey, he hitting it, though. So, hey, I can't complain. I really hate LeBron stare. I, I hate complain. that move so much. I hate it. Hey. And it's a whole highlight clip of him doing that It move. is. I hate it. <laughs> Shell's in the comments that Dame definitely looks like somebody that stunned to play with a guy like Giannis. Mm-hmm. It's different. Y- or Dame's usage is, uh, what year was it? It's, it's the lowest in at least five or six years. Like, okay. he he has not not had the ball in his hands mm-hmm. like he has so far in Milwaukee. Like, it's just not something that has happened. Yeah, And, like, even the limited times that they run Giannis, Dame, pick and roll, which, well, Dame, Giannis, pick and roll, which, again, like, they need to just keep spamming it so that you That's figure it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Like, one thing I've noticed is that even when they do run it and, like, Giannis actually sets the screen and rolls, like, if he gets the ball, like, he still stops at, like, the dotted line or at the free throw. Like, he doesn't – he like, he has to stop and think and then, like, mm-hmm. pass off of there. He can't – it isn't just, like, a natural – so, like, again, that takes time because that's not yeah. something that he's done necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's rolled off of Chris, but, like, usually they know exactly what they're going to do coming out of it. and like playing Buzz, together for 11 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, Buzz's system, like, he knew exactly where his shooters were going to be, so he didn't really have to think and map out the floor in a way, like, coming like making that quick decision off a of catch yep. with his back turned to the defense usually, too. Like, yep. it's not – again, like – we can all envision like, oh, that's what it's gonna look like when it's just like it's yeah. gonna be seamless. But it's like, it takes time. He has to get comfortable with the ball in that situation. Dame has to. They have to figure out like what angles like they like to be screened at. Mm-hmm. They have to yep. figure out you know like what other people are doing off of them. Like again, like I think that the 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 pieces are there, save for a defensive stopper at the two. Um, but like I think. <laughs> Offensively, like they have the pieces to put together like a dynamic I'm pick and roll partnership, it but it's going to take some time. <laughs> it's going to take some time before it actually, like, they have to practice it. They have to run it. It's reps, 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 reps. And, like, again, like to your point, Dame being in not that point. Hey, relax. <laughs> Dame being relax. in and out of the lineup, Chris being on a minutes restriction, like, they just haven't had enough time together to play together. Yeah. Same thing with the Clippers. Like, James Harden didn't just have a preseason, this. didn't have a training camp. He's literally playing the first basketball of this yeah like since you yep. know they flamed out in the playoffs in philly that man was so, in china having pep rallies talking about some daryl yeah. Morey is a liar, a liar. <laughs> so like he's still trying to get in a, a game shape like they've never literally never played together besides what pj and russ so like he's learning new teammates it's a process mm-hmm. so like expecting instant results is kind of un it's not nba 2k no it, yeah. it's, it's, it takes a little bit more time than that Tag me in. Um, so my thing for this week is, um, of course, I'm going to talk about the Lakers. But Lakers should really think about pulling the trigger on getting DeRozan and or 
Alex Caruso. No, you see shells in the comment. Alex Caruso. Hey, I need y'all to relax. All right, y'all. Now, now they want Alex Caruso, fam. Now, now everybody want him. The whole league, bro. That's all I see on, on Twitter. Everybody, oh, let's get Alex Caruso. For the box. No, bro, we ain't trying to hear that. Alex he needs to come back. Come home, fam. Come back home, fam. You know where we. You know where you love. Nah, that's, that's the last place he going because y'all just threw him out like he was trash. Right. No, no, we y'all didn't want to pay him. No, we he didn't. had to go out and find a, a deal from business. the Bulls. Just like y'all, y'all did Brooke Lopez, and look how we treated hey, him. Hey man, you can hey. be next, Alex. I was mad about that Brooke Lopez though. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was mad about that Brooke Lopez. As soon as he came to Milwaukee, all of a sudden, oh, you can shoot threes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what blocking shot defense? It, what? We ain't seen none of that. <laughs> to be fair. This man. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if he would have stayed in L.A., like he would have been looking like Brooke Lopez defense from the first week of the season. Hey, well, he got to be in a very specific scheme. Yeah, these are facts. But, Which, but, but Adrian the, Griffin, nigga. Oh, <laughs> hey, man. Bro. He got it now. The, the players got him, got him right on that. Yeah. I'm oh, I'm still salty. We were talking about DeRozan earlier. We had it in the bag. This shouldn't even be a conversation. DeRozan should be a, should have been a Laker, and we should have had another kid by now. So I say you act different. In a new relationship. Brooke <laughs> <laughs> came to us, he had to get it right. Man. Hey, man. More power to him. God bless. <laughs> as, as Q would say. But no, um... You really make me mad with this Alex Cruz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because like, that's that my boy, Alex man. Alex Caruso fan. No. Yeah. Hey, I would get an Alex Caruso bus jersey, but nobody's trying to see that. I need him back in L.A. That's not DeRosa, Alex, I see uh, um, you had sent me that Levine. Yeah, now, it, it appears that Chicago is, they about to just blow it up. Mm-hmm. Although I did see that Levine leaked out like he he thinks they can turn around in Chicago. You gotta say something. Yeah, like you that. gotta be, you know, PC or whatever. But I haven't heard anything about them shopping DeRozan. Mm-mm. I've heard mm-hmm. Levine's name, and Levine's name has been connected with the Lakers. I know yeah. you wanted DeRozan, but would you be happy with Zach Levine in LA? I yeah, I would be because at this point, the reason why I say we need to pull the trigger is because we need help scoring at this point. Like we have the pieces there, but no one is really. Um, stepping up in the way that we need to scoring-wise. So if LeBron isn't on the court, like our scoring fails. If AD isn't on the court, like we don't have a, a legit score at this point. So just getting somebody that I know that can give us 20. Lavina come out and he had a green light. Like he going to give us the buckets Shoot, we need. I saw that against the Bucks. I said, this man don't stop shooting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like that would that would be a, like, a, you know, that would be great. To see that, so I, yeah, I would be happy with Levine. So give me DeRozan, give me Levine, give me all three of them. That's not happening. I know, but dang it. Uh, I would say like the DeRozan piece is that he, this is the last year of his contract. Yeah. They've apparently talked about contract extensions, but they're very far apart. So okay, I would imagine if we get closer to de- deadline, it seems like, mm-hmm. and it's not know. getting closer. Yeah. That it might, he might uh-huh. be out the door too. Yeah, yeah, come that way. Either one of y'all. <laughs> it's whatever you do, Trey D-Lo. Pretty Man, much. oh, my God. D-Lo is the most dis... He is so... Ir- Watch the Laker game. Well, I, I guarantee you, you're going to be who pissed by... Tonight? I know you got a tournament game tonight. Who do we play? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I can't remember. But no, game. man, D-Lo is a disappointment. He take plays off. He sit there. He he will watch LeBron because, you know, LeBron bring the ball up. Mm-hmm. This man will literally sit there and look at LeBron. Look, look. Then he run, figure out what he going to do. I'm done with him, fam. I'm done with him. <laughs> That's Trash, what you wanted fam. your boy back last I did, year. man. I didn't know he was going to do this, man. 
I thought he was going to actually trip you. I know, exactly. He did the same thing. I thought it was different, man. You don't spit the block. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> Wanted that old thing back and look at me now. <laughs> that could be you and Caruso. So you might as well just let that go. No, nah, hey, right. Caruso ain't going to do that to me. <laughs> What's up with Reeves, though? I don't. And again, like I said last week, I don't know if it's because he played too much basketball. I don't. I, what I really think is now is that defense is actually. They got a scouting report. They scout on. for him. So now he can't slither in here and there and kind of do the things that he done. Like, now he's just getting locked up. Like, he'll get the ball, and it's like, he don't know what to do. He's like, dang, it's defense on me now. I'm like, <laughs> Like, he be looking shook, dog. Like, he'll pass LeBron. All right, I want the ball. He'll pass it to him. he pass it right back. and be like, fam. Like, I think it's, it's confidence, though. You can tell, like, he's out there. He's overthinking what he's doing, and he's not playing with any confidence. So, I just take your time, man. Like, we, you know, we love you. Just keep doing what you do. We need you to be what you were, bro. It's the reason why you got the bag. Like, just keep doing you. We saw what you can do, bro. Every The world seen it when you was with Team USA. So just come back with that confidence. But it's been trash. It's been frustrating. There might be something to that overworked in the summer type of thing because mm-hmm. Bobby came back and his shot was broke. Well, yeah. his three-pointer was broke. His yeah. three-pointer was like... Yeah, Bobby been moving and grooving in the mid range. He's mm-hmm. had some. I'm like, oh my god, Bobby! I ain't know that. Showing up. <laughs> Going into yesterday's game, he was shooting like 19 percent from three. So, 19. I mean, he started 19. the season off like yeah. 0 for seven. He missed yeah. threes in like the first couple games that mm-hmm. they had, and then the lid came off. But yeah, man. All right. Well, Crusoe back to LA. No, Milwaukee. <laughs> Crusoe back to LA. Hey, if it's not Milwaukee, yeah, send his ass out west. That's a go. fact. I'll, I'll, that I can agree with. Hey, he going to mess around go to Boston on y'all. Uh, Listen, we don't need no. <laughs> don't even, don't even <laughs> put that in. <laughs> uh-uh. Go to Miami on y'all. Then what you going to do? I ain't worried about Miami. Oh, okay. I say that now. But mm-hmm. I just got to say real quick before we move into wrestling. Um, the fact that Jimmy Butler trolls on media day, it makes me laugh because I was looking at prize picks. Like, do I want a prize pick tonight? Oh, fam, and I'm picture. scrolling through. Yeah, and you're just sitting there with that little. It's on everything. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that little. It's on my fat. He on my fantasy team. Every time I look at, I'm like, fam. I just can't. Wow, help dog. Laugh. And it's like this is the reason why he does it. So every time every you time. see it, you just like, dude, it's clowning, fam. This one's funnier than last year's. Yeah. Um, but y'all see, like, on the court, like, they have the special court for, like, their heat culture jersey. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. It's like, we're going to be the hardest working, best conditioned. All that text in the, right. in the paint. But it's like. Oh, I know. They put all that in, they in the, in the actual paint. text. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's like, how is that, How is that like, heat culture? <laughs> and then you got Jimmy Butler, who literally only turns it up for the playoffs. Like you. Hey, man. It's Pat Riley. I'm just saying. Heat of culture. The, the quote they, they got in the paint. Was from Pat Riley, but not when he was talking about the Heat. <laughs> I believe it's when he's with the Knicks. It's a, hey, he's like same, same. And they, <laughs> like, same, culture, same. Riley culture, same, same. It's pretty same much. Thing. He's, he's my, my, it's my, my thing. Show, I do this. I, I'm taking it. I was doing it back in LA too. It, yeah, it says hardest working, best condition, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. Yeah, that's a lot. And they actually put it in the paint. In the paint. That's crazy, <laughs> fam. That's too much. Oh, that don't, like even look, that don't even look right, though. Okay. All right. Some wrestling news, folks. Wrestling. And then we even got no quick hits, so after this, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Tim, want to talk about women's wrestling resurgence, which would have been interesting. Save that for next week, Tim. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Yeah, feel better, brother. I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> they are not giving them 
the time or the spot. Like they're starting to do a little bit now, so maybe that's what he's talking about. But like between AEW and WWE, like they have they not been good. like that women's revolution shit went out the window. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I was going to disagree with that man. <laughs> he was I mean, ready. I he, hear, had, I he had his notes ready. Like yeah, come on with it. <laughs> it was like okay. I just want to be vague. So I'd be like, fam, what does this mean? I can't even formulate an opinion ahead right. of time. <laughs> but I was gonna let I was gonna hear him out and then whatever he had to say. I'm like, oh, okay. On the contrary, right. son. <laughs> well, well, actually. <laughs> uh, no, so I saw, I saw a clip um, on the internet. I can't find it now, but I saw a clip on the internet. It was um, like an Orthodox Jewish wedding, and like they hey, were like partying, mean? and then uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a viral clip. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but like they were like partying at the wedding, and then the dude came in driving a forklift, <laughs> and then like <laughs> he drove it into the wedding, and then like they had like a little pallet on it, and then like two dudes jumped on that, and then like he raised it up, and they were like dancing on uh-huh. top of the thing, like they were getting down, they were boogieing. They was getting lit. That's, I, that's so I'm too like, late. Man, if somebody threw like the Stone Cold th- driving a Zamboni over uh-huh. this, like with the audio, like that shit would do numbers. Which then made me go watch like Steve Stone Cold, Stone Cold like, driving the Zamboni, which then made me watch Stone Cold driving the um the beer truck and the oh, yeah. truck. He like, drove a lot of he vehicles. He drove a lot of vehicles. Stone and it was just like this was some good ass TV. <laughs> it like, really was. Like bro. a lot of times I feel like a lot of people's opinions on like everything that they say about the Ass War area would be like Bro, that's nostalgia. Like, mm-hmm. but then I Some watched it. I'm like, it was. Bro, this is <laughs> this is some fine. good shit. Like, I swear. Um, Someone posted on Twitter the full WrestleMania 17 match with Stone Cold and The Rock, and I was like, amazing match. It's a freaking. Cl- that's they, an they even amazing had the promo match at the beginning, and I was like, not when you hear the, the my, my way, way my way on the highway. <laughs> Go uh, intro package. Because and there'll be like stuff like man, people. You, you don't even get like the flash of the cameras anymore. It's like because we got smartphones and our exactly. cameras are, like are actually good. Flashes used to look cold, but it was functional, right? It was. It wasn't for it's the not, view. Right. It's like you needed to have a flash on, otherwise your picture was going to be dark. Right. <laughs> uh, what a time, man! Or like the exactly. signs or whatever. And it's like people just post it on online. So it's like you're in like. It's evolved. It's different. Like, it's not better or worse. It's just, it's different. They used but, to have so many signs that you couldn't even see people in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Was this come out with the biggest <laughs> sign, fam. Like, the whole, like, if you look at the whole hard camera side, it's just, like, a wall Sign. yeah, of signs. signs. Like, to the point you can't even pick out anything. It was just, like. Like, did y'all go back in the day when they used to mm-hmm. just flat? It was just titties. <laughs> like, for real. Like, you, it's kids there, bro. But that's all I remember. <laughs> Going to the back, just like, oh, hey. That's how you see in the crowd, titties, bro. Okay, I don't remember titties. <laughs> I do, bro. I vaguely remember. I was like, wrestling in titties, bro? I got my money's worth tonight, boy. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> got my buddy's verse. <laughs> Two for one special out here, boy. I will say, like, <laughs> puberty hormones were doing a lot of work because I go back and look at some of them women now. I'm like, garbage, oh, trash. Man. Like, Trish was some good fun. milk, but the rest of them spoiled. <laughs> Y'all are wild, man. <laughs> but I was bit. saying, uh, one thing I did notice though is like. You really had to tune in every week to see what Stone Cold. I don't even want to know what he said. I didn't quite hear what he said, but I don't want him to repeat it. <laughs> I'm not. I won't. <laughs> but you had to tune in every week to see what Stone Cold was going to do. And yeah. I feel like that that Must singular element 
is kind of what's missing today because it feels yeah. so much more like a television show now as yeah, opposed does. to mm-hmm. whatever that was. A, a downfall of the internet that we can look up dirt sheets and all and like, know exactly oh, what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back yeah. then you like it, you didn't have a way to just go online and look up like, mm-hmm. oh, who's gonna show up at Raw mm-hmm. or what's mm-hmm. the rumors? Like we already hearing the CM Punk rumors about when his return to WWE oh, might my God, be. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I, I did uh, not like him. Put him in the ring with Cody right away and beat the shit out of him. Get him out of here. You would be pissed if they did that and CM Punk went one. <laughs> Do not. Dig it. I fit Oh, I'll be pissed, fam. Oh, man. Please don't do that to me. Please don't. But even so, like, yes, the week to week, but even within, like, one episode, it'll be like, you can tell that they kind of built the episode towards that, but like yeah. they still set it up in advance. It was yeah. like so much of it now feels like segments. It's like okay, well we're gonna do this to, right. from the nine to nine fifteen. We're gonna do this from nine fifteen to nine thirty, and mm-hmm. it's, gonna, it's like it's different storylines that just kind of like we gonna slide it in here, slide it in here, slide. Yeah. It, again, it feels more formulaic and more just like a television show, yeah. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of it's just different. It lets you know. Yeah. Like I said, like it's not better, it's not worse. It's different, but it is missing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like and. Watching those moments, which again, like that's three moments from five years of television. So yeah, it's exactly. like, yeah, that's the highlights. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I can probably point to you know, Some stuff now, bad, like, yeah. like uh, Jimmy leaving the bloodline or Jay leaving <laughs> yeah. the bloodline, like that mm-hmm. shit was hot. Yeah. But again, like, it's just it, you can tell like how much it's evolved, and it's kind of like, oh, that was kind of fire, yeah, yeah. And it just sent me down the stone cold rabbit hole, yeah. I see shells in the comments, and don't forget Kurt Angle with the milk truck, which was a complete spoof on the beer truck, yeah. Which oh, yeah. Is why it was so funny. Got milk campaign. Would y'all, would y'all rather be sprayed with milk or with beer? Because uh, I feel like both of those options are actually very milk cool. is probably gonna stink even worse, like if you don't have a shower right away. Beer like, is yeasty though, it is, but milk curdles, yeah, especially if it's summertime too or something. Yeah. You gotta walk. And you gotta walk. Well, yeah, nah. You yeah, beer be me. Hot with milk on you. <laughs> yeah, beer me. I'd rather yeah. Mm. But so I said beer, beer as well. be like the high, like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tasting nothing. You can on Shell said beer too. <laughs> Kurt Angle with the milk truck on its own was fun and funny, but it was mm. Jr.'s commentary on top of it. Jr. Period, like, fam. Like. Michael Cole is really good. Like, Michael mm-hmm. Cole is ghost status, but it was just something different about JR. From, JR and the, the King, voice, the that, that combination was just like pure go, fam. It was go. Like, JR literally like, is the goat. Mm-hmm. Like, the Michael Jordan of wrestling announcing. Like, for real, yeah. for real. And Vince did everything in his power to try to push him out numerous times. <laughs> man. What, that everything man. that JR was doing behind the scenes, too, mm-hmm. where you'd be like, yeah. you should respect this man. He was the dude. Like, he was running everything backstage. JR was the goat. Man, that's yeah. why. He is. He yeah. got some calls, boy. His hate for Triple H. Oh, he hated Triple H. I go back. <laughs> I go back and listen to that Supercut probably like once every two months because it's man, just that man hated him. You have, you have it like just on the on the ready. I'm just Bro, kidding. Jr. Like man. it'll take me like a second, but I just I watched can, it so I can, I can find it. I can it throw in my, my or like every time Mick Foley used to do like a hella a big bump. <laughs> He was like, good, good God Almighty, he's dead. You <laughs> <laughs> killed him, you son of a bitch. You killed him, you I feel like this, this, I feel like the King was underrated on his commentary in that match as well because King had a particular role to play. But when King was like, that's it, he's dead. I was like, <laughs> 
That's it. He's dead. Uh, I king. said, oh my. The king was the number one horny dude. Man. No. That man, he was a horny man all day. Stronger, Jr.'s love for Stone Cold or his hate for Triple H. No, I think he loves Stone. He loves Stone Cold. <laughs> he hated, Triple but he H hated. He did hate Triple H. He hated Triple H because of Stone Cold. Though <laughs> that's the thing. So that's, it's it's, out of love. yeah, the stick out of love. Yeah. It gotta be for Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Real quick, I just wanted to point out the fact that, as we know, WWE and the. Uh, God, uh, UFC mm -hmm. merged into a company, TKO. Uh, and with that, one, they had put in their little filing like, hey, listen, I don't know if we're going to have Vince on our board because a lot of trash come around him and we're not trying to get bad publicity. Mm -hmm. That comes out and then we see that Vince McMahon sold about 30% of his holdings in the entity, uh, which is about 8.4 million shares. Hmm. My Ooh, God. Jesus. <laughs> And that man made seven hundred million off of that sale. Apparently, he still has about twenty-eight million shares. At least he did as of August. And the remaining That's shares crazy. are valued at around two billion dollars. Must so, be nice. Seems like Vince is slowly selling off, slowly Bro. selling off, as he realizes. He walking out with a quick seven mil, fam. Seven hundred. Seven hundred mil. Jesus Christ. From selling thirty percent of thirty percent. I still got Bo in the tuck. That's crazy. But as time keeps, and he's starting to realize, like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to find my way back into the door here. Like, Triple H's in the head of creative solely, and I mm -hmm. think Vince is kind of being like, mm, well, let me make some money off of this now. That's I'm, something I that's super it. dope, too, is the transition of Triple H. Because we've seen him, like, in front of the camera, but seeing, like, he's him, like, it. yeah, like, taking over everything behind the camera is super dope, too. And you can tell that he's kind of remaking WWE in his mm -hmm. own image. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody made a joke post, but it was, true too it's like looking at the raw women's wrestler scene it's like triple h definitely has a type and it's like it's china <laughs> it's like, nah, like look funny. at every woman like that's in a prominent spot uh -huh. on um on that's monday funny. night raw at least like it's and then he built like the asian faction on smackdown so yeah. um but like still the, like the character work like look at how many hot Baby faces are there are right now like yeah, the whole damn Survivor Series team is like over like bigger oh, than yeah. any Super baby over. face has been on yeah. WWE and probably like since Cena was at his height. Mm -hmm. Who's all on the Survivor Series team? Uh, Cody, Cody Seth, Seth, Jay, and Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Dang, no LA Knight, huh? No, nah, cause it's cause, yeah, it's ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. Although the rumor, if you want to be spoiled, so. Skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't. The rumor is that Randy Orton is going to be the fifth. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, yeah, I heard he was at the mm. performance. Because, like, they just added, uh, yeah. what's his face? Drew McIntyre to the Oh, yeah, he Judgment came out. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to like that. Oh, yeah, and Survivor Series is at? Next week. It's in Chicago, Golly, too, it's it? next week. Yeah, it is. Next the 20, Saturday. Because Thanksgiving is next week. Oh, yeah, it is. It's always a Thanksgiving wow. week. Golly. 
So I said, I mean, even Steph got jacked at one point. She did, though. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. All right, Ken. And he also said Triple H way more as far as JR's love versus hate. Ah, yes. I think the, I think we mentioned it, but the, the hate for Triple H was because of his love for yeah, Stone Cold. Yeah, for his Cold. love of Stone Cold. Golly, JR was great. He was GOAT. So my um my thing about wrestling is wrestling. I'm not gonna lie. Like this may be a hot take. A it might take. not make sense, but just let me talk it out. Okay. Tell us when you want us to react. Okay. Bloodline. <laughs> bloodline fatigue, okay? So I'm not gonna lie. Like the bloodline is the best thing like in wrestling right now. And I understand that. Okay. I I will acknowledge Roman, even though I hate him. But I acknowledge that he is, you know, the GOAT. Like, he is the that, that dude. Again, what I'm about to say, I, I he earned the right to be able to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. To not have to wrestle as much. To not have to defend his title as much. I understand. I'm sorry. Erickson and possible uh. titles for the episode. Uh, and the last one made me laugh. But um, he has 11 matches the entire year of 2008. 23. Um, yeah, so he had uh, 11 <laughs> matches. Sorry, I'm not yeah. trying to pause. Brew Hoop is in the comments. Oh, hey, what did you? What did we miss about our article to make everybody go wild? Hey, we just broke down the reaction to the idea of firing a coach after 10 games. Yeah. Uh, it was at about, let me let me check the timestamps real quick. If you want to go back to that segment, it's about 26 minutes into the show. Enjoy, Brew Hoop. Oh, and there you and have also, it. Sorry. No, go ahead. Since we're on it. One thing about Brewhood, like, that was an opinion piece, which right. isn't, it, it's not like. It's not into the world. Someone's no, it's opinion. Yeah. one person's opinion regarding the thing. It's not, it shouldn't have created, like, a civil war within the. I was so shocked when I came to the like, wait a second. One person's opinion is fine. Yeah. Yeah, about 26 minutes. Go okay. ahead, Ken. Um, yeah, but back to us. Like, um, Roman has um, 11 matches the entire year. Of 2023. Last year he had, what, 52? Um, We won't see him for the rest of the year. Crazy to think about. Yeah, to think about. So, Bloodline. So, it's a lot of stuff that's going on. We got, you know, the Usos are split up. One is on Raw. One is on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Jay is with him and Cody has been, like, teaming up. I actually like them as a tag team. Um, So, now AJ, um, I say AJ, LA Knight has been feuding with Jim, with Jimmy a lot. On SmackDown. Can I just say, I've enjoyed him a little bit. Who? Jimmy. Jimmy? Jimmy? Like, since, he's like, the one no, I don't he's like. he's hilarious now. I, like, I enjoy him, like, because he's, like, delusional at this point. It's, it's funny. Oh, because he nice thinks he's turn. the dude. Yeah. yeah. And I get that. But I don't know. It's something about it now that I don't know if they're running it, like, to the ground a little bit. But it's like, so with knowing that Roman is out of the picture, like, what else do we do? with the bloodline at this moment like what's the point yeah like what's the and like right now at this very moment like what's the point of the bloodline like that's where i am right now like out of the bloodline the best thing right now is yeet <laughs> like that's literally the greatest thing i'm getting a t-shirt too he, he had the shirt on but that's to me that's the that's the greatest thing right now and maybe fatigue is the wrong maybe the wrong word to use for the bloodline but right now i just want to know like help it make sense to me like I understand, like and I, the storytelling has been what amazing for for the past what three to four years right now, mm-hmm. going and it's been holding everything together, but now it's I just want to, not that I need to know, but I just want to see how everything is going to tie back in together and make it make it make sense to me, not make sense to me, but make me, why do I care? I think that 
throughout this entire thing, like there have been periods of it's really running hot, mm-hmm. and you know, like this is yeah, this is the operatic, this is the you know, this is the Emmy, whatever right. you know, what I mean? like it, this is the part where it's like these are like the high points that we're gonna remember mm-hmm. years from now. Yeah. In between those, there have been lulls within yeah. the story individually, and every time people are like. Oh my God! Why do we keep doing this story? Oh my God! Why <laughs> it gives the story time to breathe? Like it can't just be all high spots like the yeah. entire way through. And I'm not mm-hmm. refuting you. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no. That's kind of like how it's been, and I think right now we're just in right one there. of those low periods where it's letting the show breathe. Like it's not all, mm-hmm. you know, Roman sucking the air out of the building. It's well, that's what it is. like that's you what got I'm damage control doing of. whatever. You got L.A. Judgment Knight Day. doing whatever. You mm-hmm. got Judgment Day running stuff. You yeah. got. Maybe this is time to focus on Raw a little bit. Like, it's more... Raw's been trash. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is the time for, like, all that other stuff to kind of mm-hmm. get more focused. And it allows, like, progression for Solo and Jimmy and Jay mm-hmm. when he was there and uh, Sammy when he was there. Like, it yeah. gives them more time to kind of flesh out. Like, a reason why Jay Uso is one of the top baby faces right now is because... You know, he had time to shine when Roman wasn't on TV. Yeah. yeah. Also, it makes Roman's time on TV mean more. Is when he's, it's like when he's they, not when there they, all the time. You know, like the joke now is like they're always running Roman Reigns returns next week graphics. Like, oh, yeah. That shit actually means something. Like, before it would be like, all right. Oh, you know, like, you know Cody going to be there every week. So it's kind of like, yeah. okay, he's I guess Cody first or gonna be, You know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm-hmm. it makes an appointment viewing. So it's like, I get where you're coming from where it's like, He's just holding the title and he's not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of, again, like the scarcity makes it more special. Yeah. And it makes everything that they do mean that. a little bit more. I yeah. feel like there is a healthy medium for that where it's like there's a certain level of scarcity where you're like, this works. Like, I'm, this, hey, and there's another level where you're like, okay, this is a little too, this, it's, it's not enough. Scarce. Yeah, like <laughs> I need a little bit more than that. But I was talking to the mayor about uh, Roman Reigns and he was saying that mm-hmm. one thing that he's heard is that Roman, since he went through the leukemia and mm-hmm. the treatment, that his body takes a little bit longer to recover now. Okay, that makes sense. Match. Yeah, and that the the rumor is that he's starting to wind down, and mm-hmm. that the bloodline is going to be like his his swan song, pretty much. Oh, like okay. when it's that over, makes sense. it is like it's he's going to really fade, like kind of uh-huh. take a step back because he wants to be at home with his kid, which is part of he why. got a gang of them. Yeah, which is oh, I, I, <laughs> which I think is he got like two why. sets of twins. Oh damn, Jesus and Christ. Hey boy. Which is part of why he doesn't wrestle as much now as it is, but like his body also just takes a little bit longer to okay. recover. So he's trying to. And then up. I want to say another thing about Roman. The thing that gets me is how he wins matches. Yes. So if you go give me 11 of them, give me some variety. Exactly. Give me some variety. Don't let me know you go win by cheating every single time. <laughs> like, I want a match where he. You literally beat the hell out of somebody. You prove you you're that dude, fam. Like you don't even have to do none of that. I go. I'm salty about <laughs> Cody, fam. We know <laughs> because if he would have beat my boy head up, fair score, I'd be like, hey, all right, you got but it, boss. That's kind of the point. Like you he, got it, boss. He a heel. You supposed to hate what he doing, and you still mad at him. Yeah, He's- Cody could literally beat anybody, bro. <laughs> he done beat everybody, bro, except for Roman. Except Roman? for Roman, cause he had to cheat. <laughs> He would have been right along one of the victims, fam. This is what they want, That's fam. what they want. Exactly. They got me again, goddamn. <laughs> Triple H, you've done it again. You uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and it comes full circle. Full exactly. Circle. There that we is go. That's the perfect way there. to close the show. Before we get out of here, I just want to say some happy birthdays, if I may. Happy birthday to my college roommate, Erica. Her birthday is today. Hey, shout out. Happy birthday, E. Shout out. Happy birthday, Sly. Your birthday comes this tomorrow. So when this hey, episode drops, out, some audio form, it is your birthday. Happy birthday from Tech File fam. Happy we birthday, appreciate fam. Your support. You always in the comments doing your thing. Appreciate you, brother. And third, but certainly, certainly, certainly not last. Happy birthday, Uncle Michael. His birthday hey, is on Thursday. Out. So happy birthday to him. I'm sure he's listening to this right now as he's walking the dog, because that's when he listens to Tech <laughs> every week. Uh, happy birthday. How long is that walk? <laughs> He, he be on some walks. Oh, that's, good, that's good, though. This ain't a, show, uh, a, a, <laughs> a short quick, show. A quick hit. <laughs> you ain't going around the block with this one. Right, but happy birthday, Uncle Michael. Love you so, 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 so much. Shout out. Um, can't wait to see you. So, happy birthday to all my my peoples. Erica, Sly, Uncle Michael, happy birthday. All in the same week. Uh, Tim's daughter's birthday was this Saturday. past week. Happy birthday. My daughter's happy birthday, birthday was the week before that. So. Happy birthday. Yeah. Then my, son oh, birth- my son's birthday next week. It's crazy. All our kids' yeah. birthdays around the same time. Happy birthday to all the tech file babies. Too. Yeah, out here. <laughs> my son getting big, fam. Yeah, he getting tall, He getting super tall. Seven, man. I'm getting old. I can't believe he's seven. Seven, fam. That's I crazy. I can't believe you. Man, when I saw how old your daughter turned, I said, wait yeah. a second. <laughs> we getting old out here, fam. Wait, like, I remember when she, like, that man. Anyways, let's get out of here before I start getting <laughs> even older at this point. Because them days don't feel like that long ago. But then you see the kids and you be like, nah, it was, it was a long time ago. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, y'all. As I always say, I hope that y'all are safe. Take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Absolutely. Wash your hands. Take care of your people. Be kind. Um, and just show love where you can. So with that being said, if you want to follow me on social media, Wait you can a catch Oh, my bad. <laughs> hey, come come back, Tim. Hey, I'm so excited. I was like, I'm going to do Tim. You so excited. Later. Wait a minute. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'm so excited. Take your own advice. Exactly. Like, right. Practice what you preach. <laughs> I love that song as a kid. Which one? Practice First what one. you preach. I did too. I knew all the I, words as a kid. Right. I don't know why. It's just, it, I was it hit my like seven year old ears. Same. Uh, Mom's like, say it, Camille. I uh, like that little gift. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to hit that thing uh, like the WB frog. <laughs> No, the, the, dude, the WB Frog, hilarious, man. The WB. Double, 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 double. Hey, he's going to take the head off. The WB. Oh, man. Yeah, it's time to go home. You can catch, you can catch me. About to kill right, so. And now he ain't ready for the. All right. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I did his second. I was choking. You can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, these PSN 2K streets. <laughs> at Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> for now, you can catch me at Bucksburner on Twitter. That's all you get. I mean, shit. Things keep going the way they're going in this fan base. Ain't going to be no Bucksburner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I do not want to be associated with. Uh, with this turmoil. <laughs> it's the worst that it's been uh, since like uh, the fire kid abbeys and it's only been 10 games it's crazy Shell said we about to have him saying that the rest of the night can you end the show for us we got no Tim 
Um, oh yeah, everyday um, underscore gentleman on Instagram. Um, K Harris two sixteen on Twitter and Snapchat, man. Get well soon, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Feel sure, better, man. brother. Feel better. Y'all send some healing vibes out to Tim, and Should we'll we catch all three on of us to it. What the T I M? Oh, okay, y'all. <clears throat> <clears throat> and you can. No, I didn't. How you started? Oh, and this is your boy. Me. He always says it's your boy. No, it's at the, the end, don't he? Oh, he said. And you can catch me on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the whatever the fuck. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's T I M K I N Z the number three, aka Mr. Give it to me. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. He start rapping. Oh, what fits two fits? I'm about to be Tim. Play play my beat. Play my beat. Yeah. Why am I doing his voice like hey. that? <laughs> hey, one week he was really rapping though. One week, hey, that one week he was out here spitting for real. Got shit off. Oh, man, I don't know why that's Wait. my Tim voice. I'm sorry, Tim. That don't sound nothing like you. We're gonna never see that again. <laughs> but him rapping good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had an out of body experience. <laughs> I think of random, like, it's certain random songs that remind me of Tim. It feels very Tim like for those songs to remind me of him. Uh-huh. One is LL Cool J Heads. Yeah, that was my shit. <laughs> and the other one is uh, the Buster yeah, Rhymes version. Look at me now. Yeah. Remember he rapped yeah. that on the show? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He showed did rap the whole thing without messing up. <laughs>